Welcome to the sports class with Justin and Jamal. December 21st, the winter solstice, the sports gloss with Justin and Jamal is back in your earlobes. Justin Kelly here live from Little Owl Studios. I'm joined with a guy who's got more Christmas shopping to do than Nick Cannon, (laughs) Jamal Cox. How are you, pal? Nice to see you. Oh, man. I did all my shopping early. I don't know. Nick has got to have a personal assistant on that, right? He's been working on it since August. He's got so many kids. <laughs> I'm doing well, man. Avoiding the uh, the malls like the plague, as oh. they say. Just oh. staying the hell away. I think the only people at the malls today are the um, dads who forgot and uh, just walking in looking for robes. <laughs> That'll be me tomorrow. <laughs> No, I'm good, man. I'm getting closer to, to Christmas, but the, the holiday season is is upon us. I don't know about yeah. you, bro, but I've been it's been um, it's been a heady week mm-hmm. in a lot of categories. Emotions running high, schedules full for everybody. It's uh, it's quite something. Yeah, you've been um, really busy. I know last weekend you hit a lot of parties. You were. I was fortunate enough to have you grace uh, grace us with your you're, presence you, at you our know, party. <laughs> You know, you're right. I uh, had a cancellation. <laughs> had an unforeseen cancellation opened up a window of time. Yeah. And I was just able to slide right in like a hot knife through butter into your in-laws party. I'm, I'm sort of kidding, of course. No, I just worked out. We were able to make it. And um, yeah, I thought we'd roll up the street to your wonderful in-laws place. One of my favorite homes in Victoria. And um, what a time. What a great scene that was. It felt like the before times it felt like before covid just people raucously loudly talking the oh. temperature rising filling with hot yeah, it, was, air. it was warm <laughs> a lot of a lot of Super coats warm. and overcoats being taken off um christmas sweaters being taken off quickly hotter than a pistol in that thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> lots of uh, shout out to heather and dave your wonderful in-laws for throwing a throwing a great shaker they had a lot happening yeah mm. there were any sort of drink you could wish for lots of hors d'oeuvres what a crowd too what a mixed bag what a potpourri of the population yeah for listeners at home it was pretty funny basically my in-laws had this party and and basically said hey invite who you want to me uh, my wife and then like my uh, brother-in-law and his family. So it was a mixed bag uh, for sure. Like you said, like it's just, you know, one <laughs> one of my mother-in-law's friends who's in her 70s who I hadn't seen in a few years, she just came up to me at one point and I couldn't tell if she was happy about this statement or if it was more of a like fearful get me out of here statement. But she's like, I haven't been around this many young kids in years. Because <laughs> there were a lot of rugrats running around. That's what I mean. We had, there was definitely an older set there, an yeah. older set, and good on them for, for going. And then there was all these all these kids, all these ankle biters rolling around, getting in the way, getting knocked over because the adults couldn't see them. It was, I loved it. It was interesting. It was a nice vibe. It was a good vibe. Yeah. I was I was looking kind of the corner of my eye, like keeping eyes on uh, Zadie because I know a lot of people aren't used to having a hip height human yeah. running around. Those the old crew, they're not used to having the kids no. running around. I know. I was worried about that too. I was constantly grabbing her and keeping my eye on her too before she catched like caught a caught a knee in the ear. <laughs> yeah, patella in the ear is a bad thing. For sure. And you don't want someone falling over, breaking a hip oh, or something. Man. Oh, Justin's kid just tripped that old lady up. <laughs> she would too. She would too. Uh, the great party. Uh, great party. The highlight for me, one of the highlights for me, I should say, nice to see some people. Had a lovely chat with um, 
a friend of your mother-in-law's she had this great coat on what was her what was her name was it i think it was jane maybe no i think i can't remember her name jade maybe apologies to the young lady i was talking to outside but it was man she was it was great you were um, really into the the spread too. I remember looking oh, over. The, you had uh, just a bit of everything. Did you have a favorite snack that was on the table? There was there was a lot to be had. Um, there was something I'd never seen before, and that was a uh, tortilla shaped Christmas tree tortilla chip. <laughs> yeah, hadn't seen that one before. Hadn't come across my desk yet. And you'd be you'd be making me a liar if I didn't grab that. That Christmas tree tortilla chip and dive right into that crab dip. <laughs> yeah, I saw you work at that crab dip. Over. I don't turn down a crab. <laughs> I had a really, you know, it was one of those times, actually, I, I, before I share what my favorite snack was, mm. you ever have these situations where you're semi-hosting or hosting and you're so in the mix and focused on trying to connect people or like talk or like say hi to people that you kind of forget to eat? Yeah. I had some of that, but luckily I wasn't. I was teetotaling. I wasn't drinking, so it didn't didn't nip me. But um, it was one of those situations where I was like eyeing like snacks coming out, and I was fortunate enough to grab like an egg roll or like a jalapeno popper at times. But I was like finding myself sometimes where I was like in conversation, just trying to inch over to the yeah, table yeah. to yeah. get a snack so I could keep the energy levels up. <laughs> didn't want to have hangry Jamal talking to people, but my favorite thing was. These fig mini kind of cakes that I saw those. a buddy Raph made that yeah, were I saw those. really delicious. So shout out to Raph there. Um, we had a variety of conversations, and this is something that came up, and I wanted to address this. I found myself talking to a lot of acquaintances or people I hadn't seen for a while about sports. Some mm. people were curious about the sports gloss, but in general, there are a lot of people banding about... We were passing out cards. Let's call it what it was. <laughs> there are a lot of people banding about like opinions on different sports and having their takes and things like that. Some solicited, some unsolicited. I like talking sports. Mm-hmm. I like anything that I can feel comfort in a situation where I may not need an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about talking sports at a party to like a stranger or someone you don't I lo- seen? I love this topic. Okay. I love this topic. Um... You and I are opposite in that way. I don't like talking sports publicly. I'd never talk sports. I'll never bring sports up with people I know, people I don't know. There's like two or three people in my life I talk sports with, and then I talk sports with you here loudly and proudly on Thursday nights in Little Owl Studios. But I will never be um, looking for a topic and I'll never bring sports up. And if sports gets thrown at me from somebody that I don't know, I'll bat it down. <laughs> I'll bat it down. I'll, What's I'll, your exit strategy? Like, what do you... I'll, I just won't, like, I just won't respond. I'm just not... I gotta be delicate how I word this. I'm just not <laughs> prepared to wade into sporting waters with somebody I don't know. And I'm, and I would, it would never be a conversation starter for me. Just, this is just how I roll. And I would never, uh, yeah, just not something I would bring in a social con. I would never talk sports in a social, like, um, situation like that. Wonderful party your in laws had. So someone's, uh, hits you up and they're just like, you know what? Let's talk about like the Blue Jays hot stove. We almost got a tiny. You just hold your hand up and just say, Listen, uh, listen, listen. I got you. It's, I, I get what you're saying. I would I would respond, but I would respond really, really briefly. And I wouldn't really say what I think. Just look him in the eye and say, 
it's not you, it's me, and just walk away? Well, sort of. <laughs> sort of. I would actually, you know what I might do? I might ask a question back to them and kind of get, like, pull out a little more information, kind of see where they sit on yeah. it. But I'm not, I'm not going very far down that road. I'm taking gotcha. a couple of steps and then I'm back to the crab dip. Yeah. Yeah. Not no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing you. it. Just too much. <sighs> no, I know what you mean. Cause like when I, if it's a stranger, I often will remain a bit neutral, like, and kind of feel just to it get out. a read. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, if they've, if they've got like a hot take or they like, I could see there's a little depth there. Maybe I'll, mm-hmm. I'll wade into those waters, but often I kind of just like, I'm, I'm, I try to not offend. Mm-hmm. Like I try to be courteous mm-hmm. unless it's someone talking about something I'm very passionate about. Like now, yeah. now if I'm talking to someone and they say, just as an example, Oh, I played uh water polo at, uc santa barbara now that's interesting to me no i'm i'm a drill down on that experience for that person okay. just as an example right. I, I find that quite interesting but if, if um if chad from langford comes at me and he's a big boston bruins fan and he wants to he wants to, that's his opener nah that's a no for me dog <laughs> insert the randy from the american idol meme like that's a no for me dog. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I got you. Yeah, I'm not doing it. No, that's cool. But I heard you in the other corner chucking oysters and talking. What are you? What did I hear you talking on Sunday? Oh, I was talking about a variety of things. One thing that came to mind, and I think about, I was thinking about you when we were talking about this. I think we actually talked about it after the fact, but I was talking to um, my buddy's wife, uh, Jane, and we were talking about... Jane says... Yeah, we were talking about um, just adult sports team like team sports yeah. and how it's like as an adult player yeah okay that's interesting i don't mind that go on please and it was fun because she was just talking basically in summary like how she still plays on the soccer team and it's mostly for the camaraderie of like being in the room with with her girls doing her thing like still having something to look forward to having yep. something to work work toward in the weekend or whatever but it's a social and a sweat it's a social and a sweat which is a great combination but one thing came up, and she was talking about how she's just getting back into to women's soccer, like more recently because mm-hmm. she tore her Achilles. Oh. Not long ago. She actually showed me the scar. No, brutal, brutal. Like and, and like. Oh, this. Is I know great. this is your. You're cooking. You're cooking with gas. JC. This is like your cold sweat nightmare of fuel. Yeah, is like a torn Achilles. Yeah, it is, man. It is. So, so she tore Achilles a year or two ago or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm sure like you, you've got other friends who this has happened to. I I've recently ran, yeah, yeah, I recently ran into um, a pal of mine from high school. I was working somewhere and I saw this guy picking up his kids and he had a walking boot on. And I, he's like, yeah, I tore my Achilles at the end of October. That is that is something that scares the life out of me. You catch me sometimes on a curb or on a step, and I'll just be stretching my Achilles for no good reason, <laughs> except like just a little like preventative maintenance if I can. Yeah, I'm scared, scared, scared straight on that one. You don't want to join that Aaron Rodgers, uh, Kirk w- Cousins. I don't want Achilles that Achilles club. And why the Achilles injury scares me so much as a as a bit of a weekend and sometimes weeknight warrior myself is that it's always these small innocuous movements. It's never the big dramatic, you know, clanging into somebody or like doing yeah. something you shouldn't be doing. It's always just a 
quick little crossover and then go to the hole. It's, uh, you know, a little flick on and then trying to run on a little give and go on the soccer pitch. It's always very minor and, you know, something you've done a million times. That's what worries me. Yeah, it's that, like, like explosive movement or like change of direction or whatever it's not like it's not the it's not you're trying to set your your pb on the clean and jerk (laughs) like that's not when it happens no it's funny it's interesting too like i was just thinking about like i when i'm watching sports as well whenever i see those non-contact injuries as the commentators will often say i'm like oh no like those feel worse than like when somebody on the football field gets like obliterated in the hit and it's like, oh, that guy's going to be in the concussion protocol. I mean, yes, brain injuries are bad. I'm not downplaying that. But when you see someone, like, take a movement and just fall, it's such a helpless feeling. It's Give someone... me a concussion, torn Achilles, 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll like take another concussion. What, con- what's another one? I'll take a baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine, sort of. I didn't know you were the enforcer in your uh, yeah, your hockey bad. team. It's bad. Shout out to the Wildman. It's no, that's a scary one to me. That's something that that does give me cold sweats at, at night. That's hardly hardly an exaggeration. Yeah, no, it's a fear of mine too. Got to do those those leg lifts and uh, like calf raises in the shower in the morning just to fight off those potential demons for sure. So yeah, I I don't like talking sort of sports in generalities. I do like talking a little bit more in depth or if there's something there, I'll get into it if someone's got a history, but you know, if, if some, if somebody comes up to me and just throws something out there as a, a conversation starter, that's, I can't do it. Thanks. You and I, yes. Couple of pals. Sure. Holiday party? Nah, I'm back at the crab dip. Maybe I'll just get people next time I'm at a party with you. Like, I'll just introduce people. I'll just get them to show you their sports scars initially and see if that'll start the fire for you. <laughs> Something. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I want to shift gears a little bit. Like, we were at this party and it, we were saying how it was just a co- uh, cacophony of sound and there's really no room for like music in the background because there's just like a bit of chaos it was throughout a lot of people sort of tight kids you need to listen for yeah things of that nature but i hadn't thought of that yeah and it was was something like i'm typically uh oh i i need music yeah i need music i'm often like uh the one in my family who gets tapped to like you know people are making different dishes or bringing certain things they're like Jamal can you make a list playlist and I'm like I'm happy to do it but we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't do it for this but this is a segue to uh, a while back you were saying that you were cultivating kind of uh, or should say cura- uh, curating this kind of winter playlist but That's now right. we're moving closer to the the big uh, the big, big holiday day. yeah do you have christmas song preferences like songs that you like to listen to maybe some classics some new takes on classics anything that floats your boat without getting you know naming them i am i'm starting to lean i mean how much more burl lives (laughs) do we need that hits home you know yeah like of course i love a classic I think a well-curated Christmas playlist has to have a mixed bag of the classics, those classics redone. Last year, the year before, I got stuck on the John Legend Christmas album. I couldn't get off it for a while. Okay. I like a mixed bag. And then give me some originals. Give okay. me some some remakes. I ran into um, um, a Bahamas version of a Neil Young song today called Christmas Highway that I hadn't heard before. Okay. 
And I, I kind of like it. So I like, I'm starting to lean more with a little bit of a modern twist. I think nice. I like a couple. If there's some originals that are decent, but yeah, I'm I'm pulling back a little bit on our friends like the aforementioned Burl Ives and Nat King Cole. Obviously, great singers, and and I mean their families are still getting paid every Christmas, so I'm not mad at it. But I think I'm starting to lean a little bit more contemporary for some reason. I didn't feel like that a few years ago. Nah. What, about, what about you? What are your thoughts on that on um, the Christmas music scene? I got a few classics, but then I do like the new interpretations as well. Like a couple of things that come to mind, like I always, not that I have it on repeat, but at some point in this, this vicinity of the calendar, I like to have uh run DMC's Christmas time in Hollis. Absolutely. I just like the, yeah. the vibe. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, I think maybe my point is JC, there's a point in the holidays where those classics just kind of like you, you kind of reach your fill. Run out of juice. Yeah. You run out of juice, right? No, I'm with you. So a new twist on it, you know? Yeah. Give, I think, give, oh, me, give me Donnie Hathaway this Christmas, like hook that to my veins. I can get <laughs> down on that. No, that's does. I do have a visceral experience or like feeling that emanates when you talk about like that some of those songs i remember like cold drives back from my grandparents house on christmas eve yeah like listening to the some of those like the temptations and like Mm -hmm. things like that that that's cool connective tissue yeah yeah so i I, those are definitely in there but i do like um one thing we like to do around the house here years ago randomly i was in like a walmart or like shoppers or marshall's or something and I saw Name like dropper. Yeah. Yeah, big big spender over here. And um the Vince Guaraldi. Yeah. Sorry if I'm I'm mispronouncing the name, but like the like kind of Snoopy like Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, thank you. Like they have a, a we have a Christmas album. Like I have a, a decent vinyl collection upstairs and I have a green vinyl of that. So I'll bop that around I like, I like this time that. of year for sure. I like that. Yeah. I put um kind of more hipster, like more uh, recent contemporary I put the Krungbin uh, song on our IG today um, I like their kind of instrumental interpretation of some of the Christmas songs and yeah. then the other one is every year uh, Edmonton's own it's kind of floated around he lived in, in Vancouver now he's in LA Mac DeMarco mm. puts out a Christmas song a different one every year and it's okay. usually like a two or three minute little like ditty and it's very chill Um I'll check that out. Yeah, so I'll, I think he put one out a couple weeks ago, and I can't remember what it what it was, but that's like a fun take on that whole thing. Two quick ones for me, if we're talking songs, and we'll be specific, and then we'll move on. Two quick ones for me, and this one is near and dear to you. I like it's not a true Christmas song, but some of the language in it kinds of conjures those feelings, and that's "Tripping Billies" by the Dave Matthews Band, Virginia native like yours. There's hey. a couple lines in there that sort of bring it in to sort of a little bit of a Christmas tone that I like or holiday tone that I like. And to me, my favorite, my favorite, again, just, you know, taste is subjective. Two things you can't teach, height and taste. (laughs) I'll I'll debate one of those. (laughs) Um, My personal favorite Christmas song of all time, something that we play uh, in my house with my family, we play it at nauseam. I continue to hit repeat, repeat, repeat. It's It's a banger for me and that's, uh, Carry Me Home by Hey Rosetta. That's my favorite Christmas I don't song. know that one. You oh, it's great. Onto it. It's great. Yeah, okay. it's it's my favorite, but again, everyone's got their own flavor. Nice. I like that. Yeah. 
I want to keep just a couple little... Christmas is days away. I know. Holy. It, it survive feels, in advance. I feel like I'm just stepping into it, though. Like, yeah. the kids have a day of school tomorrow, which we'll talk about in a moment, like, in a little bit. But, like, I think once we get past that hurdle, maybe it'll get, become more of a reality for me, <laughs> which is crazy because it's 21st at, like, and it's almost the 22nd. But you had a note. We were talking about this before. Our kids are reaching a really cool age for Christmas uh, experiences now because they can, I think, kind of have a more, there's the anticipation, there's a buildup, there's a, a uniqueness to it that I think resonates with them. And I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like this is the sweet spot for Christmas magic? Yes. Yes, I do, actually. Well put, Jamal. And I, I was going to pose the same question to you. Is our kids are the same age, nine six and in my case also two and a half is this peak christmas season is this peak christmas magic in our lives are the next two to three years going to be as good as it gets for us as parents and for our kids i think so man i think i'm we mentioned before in in uh, our last episode that you know historically neither of us are are huge christmas people not in a hurry to get the decorations up or get the aforementioned christmas tunes rolling in the homesteads the last couple of days, I've turned the corner on it because I've been thinking to what you just said, and that is this is this is Christmas magic this year, and hopefully next year, and maybe one more. And I think we gotta we gotta soak in it, we gotta marinate in it, and just and just go for it for the sake of our offspring. That's how I feel. Your thoughts? I agree. And one of the things that really hit me recently was I've noticed that my kids have started to get excited about gifting for other people. Oh, and I feel like. That is for me one of the cool major things of like what the season is about, like getting together with friends and family, having those those moments coming together in the winter when maybe it's you've got the winter blahs, it's cold or mm-hmm. well, it actually hasn't been cold here, but traditionally kind of gray, dark, cold. Yes. And then making space and time for others. And it's cool just my my kids have just been <laughs> running us around. They're like, I wanna get this for the for my buddy or neat. I wanna get this for my neat. brother, or, I wanna get neat. this for mom. So that's been really cool. And yeah, kind of scheming the the gifting and the presents. That's fun. That's fun stuff. Yeah. 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 So I feel like that's a special time. It's relatable for me for sure. Yeah. So I feel really happy to indulge them in that. And I feel Mm. like you said, like this is like the sweet spot. Like you said, we were kind of in the prime of the the Christmas vibes for them. I mean, we've both got nine-year-olds. We've got one or two, you know, I'm sure rumors are circulating and swirling on the playgrounds of the validity of the the big man in the red suit, right? Unfortunately, they hear that stuff. Everyone's got an older brother or sister or a friend's got an older sibling, right? That's how that's how empires crumble. So, <laughs> so, so, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to to take this window of time. If I can speak for you, like for our the age of our eldest children, I'm prepared to ride that for as long as I can because there's no going back. When it's over, it's over. No, I agree. And this is a nice segue to my Q and A with J and J. Wait. <laughs> you know, you finish your thought, and no, I'll come no. back to the I had one more. I had one more kind of um, Christmassy thought, and then maybe we should get off fucking Christmas. I agree. Hit it, and then I got a Q and A. Okay, quickly. Yes, as we always say, and then it never is. <laughs> uh, your preference: Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? M- may I? Okay. 
like any great sporting event or 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 lots of sporting events, the tailgate party is better than the actual game. Ooh, I like that. I'm a big Christmas Eve guy. Not going to get into the weeds here, but but uh, I do in my house. A, nobody, I don't mean nobody, but keep the crowd small. I'm not inviting anyone from your, in, not inviting that woman in that wonderful jacket that I met at your parents. <laughs> I do a big seafood feast. That's our tradition. Okay. Christmas Eve, big seafood feast. Crab, mussels, some fish. We go full on with the seafood on Christmas Eve. That's just our thing. I love that. Christmas Day is great. Presents, blah, blah, blah. We see the rest of the family. Again, something about the buildup. I like, you know, it's like back in the day, right? It's the pregame before going to the bar. It's something pure about it. No, I like that. Shout out to the Bear Fishes episode. If you know, you know. Just made me think about that. And I love that you have that seafood feast. For me, it's I'll be same. lined up at my local fishmonger on Sunday morning before it opens at 10 a.m. to make sure that I'm in there to get what I want. Oh, wow. I'll be in line with my children to get to get the crab that I want. That's how I get down. <laughs> I believe it. You yeah. gave me the most intense look you yeah. ever get. I'm serious. <laughs> It's one of the few things I'm serious about. <laughs> it's so good. I agree. I go. Uh, I like the anticipation. I like yeah, the anticipation, get, the build up. Thank you. That's thing. a bad, so, That's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, because then once the kids start ripping the, the gifts open and stuff like that, it's just chaos. And then there's this like this this malaise that washes over the house. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. I want to hit this Q and A briefly because something you said earlier really brought this home for me. So. Q&A with J&J brought to you by Pajama Day. I don't know if we've talked about it before, but goddamn do I hate Pajama Day at school. Tomorrow, I believe, is a full Pajama Day for the entirety of the school. Maybe, maybe not. You're giving me a, a shout here. I just wanted to insert just a smidge of info for the listener. Last day of school tomorrow. Yes. Also, we have a school basketball practice in mere hours. <laughs> right. Of which... I am co-coaching. Yes. And we, so people are going to be wearing pajamas <laughs> to basketball practice tomorrow at eight o'clock. I'll be coaching these kids, working on that crossover, doing the Lord's work. And, and, uh, Jimmy and Jane are going to be wearing, um, I don't know, Paw Patrol and like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Does Adidas make pajamas? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, but I, I can you guys hoop in this gear? This, is, <laughs> this isn't exactly an one shorts and a jersey. I didn't know Jim Shark made uh, long sleeves yeah. pajamas. No, it's it's one of those things. It's a it's a theme that me and Justin hit in the text frequently, where I'm just like, oh sweet, that my kids have won another pajama day where they can just go play outside in the rain in pajamas all day and then come home and say, get me out of these pajamas and put me on some new pajamas. But jokes aside, pajama day, I'm not here for it, but kids love it. Be cozy. Hooga. So, Q&A with J&J this week. What do you tell your kids when they do ask if Santa is real? Oh, this is too tough, man. This is sensitive. Hmm. I feel like you have something in the hopper for this. Yeah. My only thing I w- I'm going to say on this is that I've sort of cracked a couple of lines on this. However, I would never want to lie to my children. 
So I've sort of been workshopping a couple of lines in my head, something along of the power of Christmas magic without getting too cheesy, something in that vein. I do remember when my mother told me the news, and it hurt, man. It hurt, hurt. Yeah. So um, I remember that. I remember being in the car for that. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I got a story too, but yeah. go ahead. She's blowing Rothman special cigarette smoke out the window too when she told me. <laughs> blase, blase. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I don't think she was. Extinguishing dreams with no I can, qualms. I can assure you, she doesn't remember that moment like I do. <laughs> um, I've, got a, I've got a couple of lines in the hopper. Again, I don't want to lie, but as I just mentioned, I would like to ride that wave as long as I can. Sensitive area, and everyone, again, probably has their own opinion. What's yours? I try to remind myself when they do ask, don't say fuck around and find out, although I want to. <laughs> but I usually try to find some similar angle where I'm just like, well, you know, if you believe, like, things will happen. Like, it's just like, I try to perpetuate the myth as much as I can and yeah. as long as I can. Yeah, um, here, but here. I will say I'm getting to a point with Dante where, like, the writings on the wall and there's like and I'm 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 having to like just kind of pull things out of the fly some of my best work here Good. just freestyle and trying to content dance. creator just yeah <laughs> nothing to see here kind of vibes yeah but I, I will say I just want to rope this into like similar a story like you had I remember I'm just very as you can tell like I'm just a very practical person when it comes to stuff like this around Christmas, and I'm no, I was an only child, so I just badgered my my parents mm. repeatedly, mm. and I was just like asking them, asking them, asking them. I was I remember I used to like fill out these crazy lists, like looking through catalogs of all these like action figures I want and stuff, and then like I can't remember if it was my mom or dad, but they just copped to it, and they're just like, well, no, there's no there's no Santa, and just did it, and I remember processing it for like a day. And I was just felt completely defeated. And instead of kind of keeping that deep down internal to fester, I remember going to school that next day and I was at after school care, sitting on the sidelines, waiting for our turn to play dodgeball. And I think I was about third grade and I look over at my buddies and I was like, there's no Santa. Oh man. So not only did I just like, it was ruined for me, but I, I spread yeah. like a like a fucking virus. I yeah. spread yeah. the the yeah. the the killing of the dream there. Yeah. And like and, and that was my point about the sort of playground scene, right? You know? Yeah. You know it exists there. Oh yeah. The interesting thing though, like my two buddies, I remember they denied it. Like they, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't hear it. Like I was just mm -hmm. like, no, no. And I was like going through logistics. I was like, I don't have a chimney in my house. Where does it get in? Is it, they, yeah. they just leave him a key. Yeah. Like what happens? Like I was just like going through like a seven year old, like logic with all this stuff. And like my friends, they just denied it and denied it. And I kind of wished that I would have kept that purity uh, state of mind that they had and just said like, no, I'm not going to let you ruin this for me. I'm going to believe mm -hmm. until for as long as I can mm -hmm. but here I am and you know what I think it kind of <laughs> this said uh, this turned sad but I think it kind of put a damper on Christmas for me in a bit because it was just kind of more like transactional where it's just like hey mom I want this thing dad yeah. I, can you give me one of the new uh, basketball or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so but I think I did realize and I, I wasn't going around like standing on top of the uh 
the jungle gym at the at the the playground shouting from the rooftops it's a farce it's all farce yeah. but i yeah. did uh, i did take it hard and and externally it's hard it's hard news to take it is hard news to take yeah there's just so much built oh. up around it yeah I, I, I and again my opinion is I I think you got to try and ride it for as long as you can and keep keep hope alive for as long as you can. You do. What's left after after that news, man? Real life? <laughs> Just the, no, thank you. <laughs> oh man! So for all our listeners out there, if you do have kids, keep the dream alive, keep uh, hope alive. Uh, just one more quickly and let's tie it, tie it all together with a bow. I don't know about you, but as you're sort of, um, accumulating and accruing some of the Christmas gifts, it's hard not to think about our parents, like on my list of things, uh, to do in the next 36 hours. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And the list is long at this point. It's, it's sitting at 63 as we speak. Um, I gotta go, I gotta find some time tomorrow to, uh, erect, a basketball hoop for oh, my yeah. for my driveway, right? Yeah. That I've stashed at my in laws, like, and it, it was cool today. I was thinking about the thought of my dad doing that for me all those years ago and putting this hoop together, right? And he's he was probably swearing and struggling to put it together as I will be tomorrow. And it's funny how you know roles change and and life goes on, and you're all of a sudden in those shoes doing the same things, trying to trying to cobble together um, an enjoyable Christmas for your children. Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, you're you're doing it, and like you don't want to have the like spite for it, but it's all it all comes together when they see it and they have that pure joy, oh, and like the, right. they open their gifts or they go out and they see the the hoop, and it revolutionizes their uh, their day. And check that Ben um, uh, Matt Damon. Sorry, check that Matt Damon SNL skit if that if you don't understand <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about. Such a good we'll put skit. that on the uh, on the IG story maybe. <laughs> So good. Let's take a break. Welcome back to Sports Class with Justin Jamal. It's International Basketball Day, so... Let's talk a little NBA. JK, a lot's gone down since the last time we talked basketball. First of all, just want to go back to the in-season tournament. Lakers, crown them. They did it. Another banner. Uh, Lakers haters. (laughs) Minneapolis Lakers. Some question the validity of all of those banners. but George Mike enrolling in his grave. <laughs> but it's another one of those things where LeBron could say, Jordan didn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes aside, what were your takeaways from the in-season tournament, um, the kind of Final Four they had in Vegas, Lakers beating the Indiana Pacers in the final? Two points. Firstly, I didn't catch uh, in-season tournament fever like you did. I like some of the courts. I like... I'm lukewarm on the idea, but I don't think they should be hanging a banner for it. My opinion. Agreed. And, and my biggest takeaway and, and my biggest point on this, and it's not exactly an original thought, but my biggest point on this is the winner of this tournament to make this tournament interesting to me has to have a guaranteed playoff berth. Okay. The winner of this tournament must, must 
clinch a playoff spot. Bottom line. Here's my question to follow up. What type of seeding? Does it mean like you at the least you're an eight seed or is it like, oh, you get the six if, seed? I or? guess if your record is below the other yeah. seven teams qualified, then it is the eight. If you slot in higher than someone else, then that's that's fair. You have to, you have this, it's a good question. Hadn't thought about that, but yeah, maybe six, seven, eight or something like that. Or maybe yeah. you just say that, but this, the winner of this has to get a playoff spot. Right. Has to. This makes this solidifies this tournament and makes it interesting to these fan bases because like any tournament or any playoffs in any sport, if you get hot at the right time, you can win it. And this tournament has to be treated the same, in my opinion. And if you win this, you have to you have to already get the asterisk. It, it makes the this tournament so important right off the hop. I think that has to happen. I like it. It's like the same as if let's say Duke wins the ACC basketball tournament and then they're an automatic bid. They get a bid. Right. I get that. I like that. I think it would add a lot more drama and aside from the uh, the money and kind of plaudits that they get, bragging rights or what have you, yeah, I think it would add some, some more to it. If, if Indiana beats uh, the Lakers on that night... And let's say they go on and there's someone gets hurt or, or something happens to your second favorite Tyrese and the season doesn't go the way that, that you want. Yeah. They're in because they won that tournament. And that tournament is is built in and they're going for that FA Cup model. And if you win that tournament, you're in. I like that. To me, that then I'm then I'm all in. Give me the crazy slippery courts. <laughs> Give me some of these zany jerseys, some of which are quite dope, some of which are the opposite of that, but like then I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm interested in, before Christmas Day. Committee can't vote them out. Can't vote them out. You can't <laughs> vote them out. And it, you know, and you know, to our friend LeBron, spare me the banner raising, pal. Come on. I know. There's no need for a banner. I get what they're doing, but yeah, gotta be. If you win this, you're in the playoffs. My opinion. I like that. I wanted to point out, too, just some interesting things that kind of transpired post-in-season uh, tournament that was kind of interesting to me. So one of those things was the Lakers had a bit of a hangover. I think they played Dallas uh, not long after. I think they made like a shipped one to like San Antonio as well. They, they lost a few games. I don't know if they they went hard in Vegas celebrating after. I know yeah, Anthony. Should. Yeah, I would. Anthony Davis, you got like half a milli in your pocket and you just won this tournament and you're in Vegas for a couple of nights? Come yeah. on. Anthony Davis. Big gone. <laughs> hey, another yeah. nice game. Maybe not. That's right. 41 and 20 from AD in the, uh, in the, in the final game. LeBron looking, turning back the clock. The semifinal game, he's hitting threes from like damn near half court yep. and just balling out. But then yep. you could tell there was a little bit of legginess in the next few games for them. Yep. The other thing that was really interesting to me, um, if you if the listeners at home have seen this, we had a little bit of animosity with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Indiana, Indiana Pacers earlier this week, and I think it kind of manifested from that semifinal game where Indiana nice outclassed point. Milwaukee, nice and then Giannis dropped sixty four, like a hard sixty four. He was going for that goddamn sixty four, and then give me the ball, I want the ball, running down. The, oh, I uh, like your Greek accent. <laughs> I love Yadis's accent. It's so good. I can't do it as well. 64, 64. Yeah, 64. Anywhere. Good when I'm 64, man. Yeah. He, and he was 
like a man possessed. It was like a it looked like a wrestling video. Like yeah. when I come to the Richmond Coliseum, it did. It did. February thirteenth. It did. It did. Yeah. It did. But he, he was running people down trying to get this ball, and then also just saying it was for Dame because he passed Kyle Korver the three point record for career threes. And then the, and then Indiana rebuttaling with uh, the balls for uh, the guy from Kentucky. Yeah, Oscar. Yeah, I can't yeah. pronounce his last name. Yes. Shibuway or something That's like it. that. Yeah, yeah. His first his first points. His first points, which is such a fun funny kind of fuck you yeah and also you could just tell and not the norm and not the norm not the norm you could tell there was so much vitriol from losing that game in vegas correct correct and i like this kind of like little rivalry Mm -hmm. i don't know if milwaukee and indiana had a rivalry rivalry of uh, substance prior that'll melt some snow in the midwest (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean i like this i like that kind of uh those vibes so that was a, a win, I guess, for the, the in-season tournament. But I agree with you. The stakes need to be higher, you know, like uh, De La Soul. They'll, nice. They'll edit, um, they'll edit that tournament and uh, and maybe hopefully add that in the next couple of years. Like, that's I think that's the next move. And uh, De La Soul, great reference as we're all in the mall tomorrow with our shopping bags. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, the other thing happening in the NBA or one of the other stories is um, uh, Michigan State Spartan Draymond Green, <laughs> um, unsurprisingly and right on time, getting suspended again. Where are you sitting with NBA champion Draymond as he's uh, staring down the face of another two and a half weeks on on suspension with no clear end after he punches? Uh, and what's the guy's first name? Yusef uh, Nurkic. Nurkic in the face the other night, JC. Were you sitting with Draymond continuing to do outlandish things and punch others in the snage? Looked like a Street Fighter Two move or something. It was wild. Like, yeah. I, and then yeah, I'm saying that it, it wasn't intentional. Anyway, to get to the point. Oh, unintentionally intentional. Looks yeah. like me and beer league hockey running into guys, pretending <laughs> like I didn't see him coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about my shoulder in your chin. I'm not a good skater. Is that a penalty? <laughs> I haven't skated in a while. No, it's, um, you know, you can't punch LeBron in the, in the balls. You can't punch Nurkic in the face. You can't uh, do all of these things. The, the Rudy Gobert earlier in the year in the headlock. I mean, it's... But there's a lot here. We got a repeat offender. Yeah. I flunked out of law school, but we got a repeat offender. I, how about How about... Sucker punching your teammate, yeah, in practice, and then getting paid a hundred mil, and then signing for a hundred mils—that'll teach you. <laughs> I yeah, I think that they had to step in. I heard a really good angle from a podcast I was listening to earlier this week. Shout out to uh, Six Trophies. The NBA is—it's international, right? Like growing yeah. more and more than ever. They want a big audience. They're working yeah. out negotiating multi-billion-dollar deals for tv tv rights in the future we're probably gonna have a team in vegas a team in seattle hope to god really soon so a lot of eyeballs on the product when you've got a high profile profile guy that's continually doing these kind of things on the back end of like the john morant stuff john Mm -hmm. we'll talk about him in a moment Mm -hmm. i think that it's a bad look it's a bad look and they had to do something so an indefinite suspension is right I, the rarely seen indefinite suspension. Yeah. I can't remember uh, another indefinite suspension in any sport. I feel like even the Malice and the Palace had a number to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's that's worrying. And and I'm 
I'm really curious to see what Ron happens. Ron had that guy's number. Eh, when he came up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though he's the wrong guy. Yeah. And he <laughs> took it like a champ. <laughs> Detroit. They're hard. Oh. They're hard up there. Sorry. It's a star trap. <laughs> but yeah. So. Oh, man. I Here's my question. I'm going to spin this off. Maybe I've answered your question. Maybe I didn't. It's kind of going through it. Golden State, do you ship him? Do you get rid of him at this point? And, and if so, who takes him? Good question. I mean, there's so much. The only way Golden State ships Draymond is if Steph Curry says, I'm over this. Yeah. I don't need the drama anymore. Right. Those guys have been through so many battles, though. They've got rings together. I mean, they're blood brothers, those guys. Like, I don't think they ship him out. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. And actually, the, the only time that, that now... That uh, Draymond's at the advanced age of 32 or whatever he is, and I say that totally sarcastically, um, in the playoffs is when you need Draymond, right? Like, that's when his game really hits and is applicable. His rebounding, his passing, his court vision, that's when Draymond is at his, his finest. Well said. And why that team has won those championships. But in the regular season, when he's doing outlandish kind of wild SHIT, you don't, I mean, he's, he's, he's slightly less important for them. I mean, again, all these things are built, all these teams are built to get hot at the right time. And if Draymond's playing well in the playoffs, you got a chance. Right. And you feel like, yeah, he's been there. He's proven himself. Like you said, he's a great facilitator, defender. It's tough to say goodbye. And and you really do feel like that Golden State Warriors team has had, tried to keep that nucleus of him clay and and staff as long as they can and mm-hmm. i'm i'm curious but they're on the outside looking in at this moment yeah i don't have the numbers in front of me but they're probably a lower seed like if they are and i'd say they're probably they're below of, six but again so. nba season starts on christmas day really yes. right so yes great great callback we'll get back to that in a second i will say just for shits and giggles <laughs> if we did ship him I would like to see him go to the two and twenty six Detroit Pistons. Mm. Go back home, Draymond. Go back home. Right the ship with the, with the Pistons, who's just lost twenty five straight. Get that Blake Griffin treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, I want to talk a little bit about John Morant. John Morant. We we're just talking about Draymond. I feel like this is a natural uh, segue here. He, you know, of the I believe twenty five game suspension. I could be wrong on that. He just got back this week. Tuesday, his first game back. Much to do. Uh, Memphis has had a nightmare season. So many injuries, and they've just been awful. And he comes and back. apparently missing Villain Brooks, if I may be so bold. Yeah, they are. They are missing Stephen Adams due to injury, but missing Villain Brooks just for the Villain Brooks of it all. Still, mm-hmm. Villain Brooks can score. He can. He can do, defend. He can do a lot of things. And mm-hmm. Houston's really benefited from him this year. But yes. John Morant comes back, scores 34 after missing the first 25 games and hits the game winner on a nice little sort of tough, hard-nosed layup. Against the Pelicans, who were a, the uh, semifinal team in the in-season tournament, have been yep. hot all year. It's yep. a significant win. How are you feeling about Ja coming back? Any, any thoughts? Where you at on him? I'm going to wait and see right now. I feel like that's uh, a great comeback. Um, like you said, season starts Monday, and I think there's a lot of games to be had. There's an outside, outside, outside chance they could get to like a play-in and then maybe make something happen and they get better. Oh, there's a lot of rope, yeah. But I 
the court, I think he's he's gonna do his thing on the court. I want to see how he conducts himself off the court if he's a continue. If he's ding, a ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm stating the obvious, but I mean, at this yeah. point, um, I think we have to say, yeah, we have to see how he handles himself. Yeah, and like thus far, or at least in the last couple of years, he's showing himself to be a bit of a knucklehead. Right, especially on Instagram Live, right? Yes. So if he can kind of clean that up, a little bit concerning some of the comments Jaw had um, post game though. Then I didn't love that, but again, different strokes for different folks. I didn't love. I would have liked a little, just a smidge at the risk of sounding Canadian. I would have liked a little bit more humility, right? And a little bit more kind of team stuff. Yep. But we'll see. Yeah, don't be shouting out "I'm him" and tattoo him on your hand. Like when you've been out for 25 years. And the I keep receipts stuff, like, again, I get it. People shitting on them, but just, just, just turn it, just like the Christmas music in the house. Just turn it down. (laughs) Or or change it just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, him and the. Bring in the new stuff. Right. Yeah. The contemporary versions. Him and Angel Reese both having tough, like, embattled years, like, posting, like, IG stuff together. I'm like, eh. Let's skip to Zion. Sure. Yeah. So Zion. Lots going on with Zion. Yeah. Lo- seems like a long time ago that Zion broke through those Nikes <laughs> at Duke. At Duke. Cameron Indoor. Yeah, yeah. And then went down and had that whole fiasco, right? He's so powerful. So that seems like a long time ago. Shout out to, shout out to Nike and PG-13s. Yeah. But yes, that seemed like, I mean, he, the world was his oyster, like to quote you from an earlier statement. I think that. He, we'd never see, really seen someone this big and so explosive. Oh. Number one draft pick. We thought Lord he was going to transform, you know, whatever franchise he landed at. And here we are now looking at the fact that because of the number of games that he's played, that he has a stipulation in his contract where basically he's not, no longer guaranteed like the remaining three years on his contract. $297 million. Excuse me? Yeah, that's right. I think that's like a week of Otani. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, all that being said, if this isn't a wake-up call, I don't know what is. He's had some issues with his work ethic, yeah. his eating habits, things yeah. of that nature. We've had Charles Barkley, uh, Shaq yeah, come out and everybody. talk about, you know, Yep. Kind of yep. offering their opinions as yep. guys who've kind of been in the same thing. Barkley talking about it. Like, you know, I weighed 300 pounds. Moses Malone pulled me aside and said, look, I, you got to lose weight or you're not going to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shaq, like one of the Shaq. all-time what-ifs, right? Like, what if he made his free throws? What if he worked harder? What if, you know, whatever. And Shaq just came out and said, don't be a cautionary tale. He's like, I could have been better. Learn from my mistakes. I'm paraphrasing, but learn from what I did, did wrong. Mm-hmm. And get yourself together, and I both I think and you stay healthy, stay healthy, right? Like there's so, that guy is so big, like you can see how he walks and like moves and lands yeah. and the impact on his joints, and I'm just yeah. like, you gotta be a little bit lighter. You gotta be lighter. You gotta pick your New Orleans food. You gotta be just a little. <laughs> you gotta be a little bit more lean. Less beignets, jambalaya, and gumbo. Turn it down. Just turn. Just less hurricanes. Turn them down. You know that, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you got to. I know it's like one of the, uh, if you know, you know, David Chang said it was his favorite eating city in the, in the U.S. this year. 
But I think, you know, you got to buddy up and do whatever CJ McCollum or like some of those savvy vets do and get your he, shit together. He needs uh well, well done. He needs a uh, New Orleans eating fall guy to quote Chris <laughs> Carter. You know Just what I mean? Watch somebody eat yeah. a steak. Yeah. No, he's got to have someone sitting beside him all the time and order all the food he wants and then like get the other guy to eat most of it. He needs a fall guy. How's that taste? Yeah. Is it good? It smells good. I mean, it's going to, it could cost him 300 million, like. Yeah, come on, man. It's like and 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 this is not a new storyline with Jai. He's been battling this sort of weight issues and people doubting his uh, durability and his sort of character a little bit around some of this stuff for a couple of years now. And and it's surprising that he's. I shouldn't say it's surprising. We're still waiting for him to really like have a elongated stretch where he's just the physical freak that he is and totally dull, but he can't do it. Yeah, and, his and maybe he never will. I know, and he's got a lot of laundry out on the streets too with some of his oh. relationships. And, I mean, he's balling hard off court, that's for sure. God, so not quite Tyreek Hill, but he's balling hard <laughs> off court. Uh, let's go to. We were talking Christmas before, it, and if you don't, if you don't, if you're not a huge sporting person, but man, I really hope you enjoyed our first segment. Pass it to your friends. Send it to your girlfriend. Send it to your wife. Pass it around. Christmas Day, what games are you excited about, JC? When the presents are open and there's that kind of mm. nice, that nice period post presents, pre brunch or lunch, where everyone sort of got something to do and the vibes are immaculate, right? Yeah. What are you, what are you into? What are the, what games on the slate make you happy? I, briefly, I'll try to run through them off the top of my head, like the five games. I think in the morning you got Milwaukee starting things out. I can't remember who they're playing. I think they're playing, they're the, playing Knicks. the Knicks in New York. That's right. Golden State's going to Denver. Um, the marquee game of the day, as far as how the networks have set it up, is uh, Boston Celtics are in L.A. They've been in California all week. And then you've got... In California all week, taking L's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, they beat Sacramento the other night. Did they? Yeah. They, I thought they lost that. They made like 21 threes in Oh, Sacramento. I thought they lost that. They my, lost mis- the, my mistake. Lost to Golden State. That's okay. Um, and then you've got... The uh, the Jimmy Butler Bowl, which is uh, Miami and Philadelphia, mm. and then Mavs Suns. For that's, me, that's the last game of the day. That's Mavs the last Suns. game of the, of the day. So for me, give me one and two. Celtics Lakers. I, it's so cliche. It's chalky as hell. But I think the Lakers winning the in season tournament. LeBron, you know he's going to get up for it. He, you know, national television game, mm-hmm. marquee game. There's going to be. You know, maybe Jack Nicholson and some cool celebrities at the game, oh, things like that. Oh, all these games, yeah. TikTok stars that I know you love to follow. Sure. <laughs> and I then, know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, I think I'd love to see your boy Jalen Brown, what he can mm-hmm. do, Jason mm-hmm. Tatum, like all these guys. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good game. Number Second, two, number two, most interesting. I got to say Golden State Nuggets. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason being both great choices. Yeah, the reason being Steph has been on a heater. Best part of Christmas Day, avoid the family. Anything for you? That's that's uh, got your eyeballs. I like. Not that I would normally watch that, but I, there's something to me. I, I agree with both your picks. I couldn't not a not a note I would criticize or change. For me, there's something about Christmas Day and um, Madison Square Garden. Ah, uh, it's the early game here on the West Coast. Yep, I like that's a that's a good game. The aforementioned Giannis and his sixty four. 
that's I don't know something about that. I like I like Madison Square Garden on Christmas morning. It makes me happy. You mentioned some stars. I don't know. Ever heard of Matthew Broderick? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I love him. He's great, man. Ferris Bueller. Ferris himself? Bueller. Yeah. I like so I'll probably that game to me. I know I'm being a little bit uh, jokey there, but I, that's kind of interesting to me. I'll probably tune in for the fourth quarter of that. I want to see if Spike Lee's wearing orange or blue and, or both. And it'll be both. Maybe uh, Emily Radzikowski will be there in the front row as she's apt to be. Yeah, that'll bring all the boys to the yard for sure. <laughs> Easy. New York lefties. You know what? I'm going to go on the other side too. I'm excited about once everyone's to bed. Oh. And and the the big family meal is done and dusted. I'm, I might get into, I think I will get into the second half of uh, Suns Mavs. Look at his tiny little headband. So, yeah. As a long-haired human being, I don't get that look. I don't quite grasp that look, but I'm going to get into that Tex-Mex battle. Maybe a little, <laughs> little late-night queso on the flat top. Haven't talked enough flat top lately. Maybe a little late-night post-turkey Ooh. dinner. A uh, little little small pot of queso on the flat top. Once I put my three children to bed, you hear a rapping at the door. It's not Santa. It's me. <laughs> You're both wearing red. <laughs> That's right. Let's take a break. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the simplest way to maximize your profits, and there's never been a better time to sign up than now. When you visit our page, signupexpert.com/slash. SG, you'll be connected to all the sports books in your region along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All these sports books have valuable sign up offers for new users, and when you register through our link, you'll automatically receive the top offer at each one. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sports book at signupexpert.comslash SG. Man, these last few Saturdays have been bleak, Jamal. No college football. <laughs> What's the weekend for if you can't get a little game day and then dive into some some college football? We've got the the two big games are the semifinals on January 1st, the highlight of the holiday season, in my opinion. Um, but these last few Saturdays, as mentioned, there's been nothing happening. We've been slowly, slowly trickling into uh, bowl season. These bowl games are now sort of oddly unimportant with the playoffs and the transfer portal and NIL and this new college football world. But quickly, um, some great names for these games, these yes. lesser-known games. Uh, you got any favorites? I'll start with mine. I used to love the um, the Meineke Bowl. I always liked George <laughs> Foreman. I had a soft spot for um, yeah. for George Foreman and his 12 kids. He's having a Christmas like you. Um, I like the Meineke Bowl because a lot of George Foreman action. What do you got? Yeah, when he would look at his sons, George, George, and George, and George, and George. <laughs> That's right. And then at his daughters, Georgina, Georgette, and Georgie. <laughs> No, my favorite games. He like, was a creative. He was, yeah. I mean, hey, people are still using that grill. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my favorite games, just based on like name and sponsorships, I've got a list here. If you haven't gotten the theme yet, I have the avocado on the Christmas tree. Just in general, we're an avocado, pro-avocado family. As are we. Avocados from Mexico, Cure Bowl. 
Like that, that one's that's a bit, the line. That's that's a strange one. Um, this one, if you would ask me, like, what's the cu- avocados from Mexico cure? Yeah, like C U R E. Yeah, what's that? What I don't. Where does that word enter? I don't know. Avocados cure your need for fatty acids. I don't. I don't know what it is. Mm, avocados just, are great. I think they just put a couple of things together. I don't know. They could have called it like the guac bowl, but that no, didn't work. Um, guac bowl joke anyway it's good <laughs> so, it should be the guac bowl <laughs> the next one if you would ask me i don't know five ten even yeah five ten years ago like hey you think you're gonna go to this game in 2023 called the starco brands la bowl hosted by gronk doesn't have a ring to it no i love Is that english <laughs> i love I love Rob Gronkowski. The fact that he gets to sing the national anthem and host his own ball game in LA. What's, what is Starco? Starco is that a company that I'm invested in? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. But this seems like the most zeitgeisty shit ever. Like this game, like the name yeah. of this game is played in LA. Yeah, I think UCLA lost this game, and then yeah, right. Uncle Chip was complaining about the death of the Pac-12 afterwards in the presser. I think there's a is there a bar stool connection on this game? I think there's a bar stool connection. Yeah, somebody Gronk. Gronk. Maybe at halftime you just taste different pizzas and talk about how bad they are. Now you know this one is near and dear to me, and I think there's um there's some connective layers here. But I I like I do like the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl. <laughs> I do like the bad that's a favorite of mine. And if you know the logo of bad boy mowers, it's it's bad boy. It's bad. <laughs> I like that one. That's a favorite of mine. Yeah, that was in Yankee Stadium where that's a lot- good. Football games take place. Where football games are forced into a stadium that can't actually fit a 100-yard field. Don't run into the wall. Yeah. We can only go one way, y'all. Uh, the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Ball mm. caught my attention. That sounds fun. Let's get the gloss on the road to the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Ball. Yeah, Frisco, Texas. Sounds like diarrhea. <laughs> the last one I got here is the pop Tot. Pop Tarts Bowl. Yeah, I like that. Why well, say anything else? Just Pop Tarts Bowl. Yeah. So uh, that's what we get got. Get your ring. Get you one of these. <laughs> a Pop Tarts Bowl. <laughs> Shout outs to the, the players that decided to uh, show up and play in those bowl games. So, staying on this theme, I want to talk about a few of my favorite uh, bowl memories and, and feel free to chime in here. I was just kind of recollecting a few things that really hit with me. One of the things was Vince Young and that eight-yard touchdown run against USC in the 2006 Rose Bowl, essentially to win the national championship. What a what a college football player, Vince Young. Former Saskatchewan Rough Rider, there it Vince is. Young. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, Vince Young, I think he kind of subscribed to the like uh, Zion School of Work ethic. Yeah. 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 But uh what an athlete. What an athlete. Had had a lot of moments and still on the payroll. Vince Ro- Vince Young's been on <laughs> UT payroll since 2006. <laughs> I ain't mad at it. It's like him and a bunch of ex-coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Um another one I want to talk about and and this no shade on your team but uh if you didn't know uh Javion Cloudy coming out of <sighs> South Carolina as a high school <sighs> player. He was the number one recruit in the land and he didn't really do a whole lot but he looked the part mm-hmm. and then this happened mm. when he uh almost, as he has in the nfl yeah he has been a strong really solid 
uh, effective player in the NFL. But no, no. But he he went first overall. But he wasn't oh. um, he wasn't the home run hitter that no. we all thought he was going to be. We thought he was going to be like the next like Reggie White or something. And he's just been a solid pro. He's yeah. Now at this point, he's kind of bouncing around. Exactly. Get back to South Carolina versus Michigan in the Outback Bowl. Yeah. Is it? It was as if he was trying to take the hand off. Yeah. I mean, he hits this guy in the backfield. The helmet. <sighs> Pops off. It's like a video game. I should remember the running back. It, it it was it was incredible. Maybe the greatest hit my eyes have ever seen. It yeah. was incredible. But he hit the running back before the Michigan quarterback had passed to said running back. I mean, he couldn't. It have... was otherworldly. I remember watching this game with a pal of mine who's not a football person, and I jumped up and started yelling, and he was like, "Well, I don't get it." And I'm like, "This is like." I've never seen this, and we'll never see it again. Shot out of a cannon. It was almost as if he was in the huddle listening to the play, and everybody yeah, he said, knew the call. He knew yeah, the call. It was it was amazing. So that stands out for me. Another one that stands out for me in 2007, uh, Boise State. If you greatest remember. hit ever? Question mark. Sorry to interrupt. Greatest hit ever? Question mark. Greatest in my college football. That's the one that comes front of mind. Oh, hurts, but here, here. Uh, Boise State, 2007. Boise State. Just kind of in the shadows, just winning every game. They, mm-hmm. I think it was against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They had this amazing Statue of Liberty uh, in the Fiesta Bowl, mm-hmm. and then the like. What a play! The coup de grace was the guy who I think scored the running back. I don't remember his name. Uh, shout out to my light skin brother. He research our research department really sliding right now. <laughs> very, very uh, lazy. Last, this our week. last two points. Um, my guy. Scores this touchdown, wins the uh, the Fiesta Bowl, and then proposes to his girlfriend, who is a cheerleader, yeah, a cheerleader. for Boise State. Like yeah. this is like there's a Hallmark movie like the script there, filmed in Victoria. <laughs> the um, <laughs> and this is really that play is incredible. Oh yeah, that plays. Any idea what year that was, JC? Two thousand seven. Maybe the, some Kellen Moore action. Yeah, yeah, former still OC of the Cowboys. No, he's in that uh, dumpster fire that is the LA Chargers now. He left. That's right. That's yeah. right. Thank you for the correction. Uh, what was I going to say? But this is when um, Boise State really jumped on to the scene and and has been there ever since to this to their credit. But this play was so dramatic and so wonderful and so deceptive. <laughs> Nobody thought they had a chance. Oklahoma, like you know, perennial powerhouse. I'm beaten. You're not going to lose to a team from Idaho with that blue turf. Sucking on potatoes. Yeah. Talking, no, great, play. great, great play. No, and that's that's what I got for for my favorite bowl memories there. And we will do a little bowl preview for you next week before January first, when the aforementioned two Final Four games, Alabama, Michigan, Texas, Washington, happen. Tune into the gloss next week when we get we do a bit of a deeper dive into those two games. And again, the highlight of the holiday season, Santa suck on that one. Take that, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a break. Welcome back to the Sports Gloss with Justin Jamal. Do a little bit of best of the rest as we like to do at the end of the pod. Gonna talk some NHL. Justin's Canucks are buzzing. JK, 47 points as we speak. Top of the league, 128 goals, 485 against, I believe. Is that good? Sounds great. What are your thoughts? Remember, you know, many episodes ago, the frustration with the Canucks was so high. They were so middling for so long. The management just seemed to not have a clue what was going on. Man, and they have have come out of the gates on this season now. 
as mentioned previously, Rick Tockett, the new regime, Adam Foote, Sergei Gonchar. This team, this team is like kind of, kind of sucking me back in into Canucksdom. Yeah, I. Uh, oh man, JT Miller and top three in points. Quinn Hughes, the best skating Canuck I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm 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 this close to kind of cannonballing back into the pool on the Canucks, JC. Like I'm kind of getting hyped. It's early. It's early. I'll preface it with that, but man, Canucks are buzzing. They're, tomorrow morning they're going to be the best team in the league. Like points-wise, like it's it's wild. Did not see this coming. And and that's what I mean, referencing a year ago, two years ago. Man, Canucks looked they like they were heading for the desert and they were never gonna get out. <laughs> and now they're man, they're long and strong and down to get the friction on. <laughs> um, one last thing I just wanted to hit on, like you had some buddies that went to the uh, Seattle Seahawks game against uh, Philadelphia the other night on Monday Night Football. Quick shout out to loyal gloss listener, uh, my buddy Sonny, number 10, near and dear cat, wonderful guy and, and a loyal gloss listener. So I had some pals who went down to, yeah, watch watch the Eagles versus the Seahawks on a flexed Monday night game. I don't know how I don't know how you book a hotel and then change it. I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know how that works. My visa doesn't quite ride like that, but obviously there's a way and uh, yeah, the aforementioned my buddy Sonny went down with some pals. He's actually an Eagles fan, and Ooh. they went down there and uh, sent me a couple pictures um, as uh, the festivities were um, were rolling. And what a, that game? I was thinking about him. There's a reason I'm saying his name because I was thinking about him as that game. And you and I were texting. Man, it looked cold, wet, and, and wet. Pete Carroll was wearing a, a baseball cap, which never happens, and nasty and. And it, I was watching RG3 in the pregame run against a Falcon or whatever the fuck he was doing. <laughs> Do you see that? I've got world-class track speed still. That's it. That's yeah. it. Uh, shout out to his wife from Estonia. And uh, <laughs> and I just thought, oh, man, I got four guys down there. I was like, geez, this is, golly, this might be a little bit tough. Even if you're prepared for the elements, like we'll be in uh, Langford for the, the aforementioned Whitecaps game. This will be a little bit tough. The rain stopped. That that first half, we got through the first half. The rain stopped. That game picked up and, and turned out to be an absolute dandy, an absolute delight. Came down to came right down to the end. You said his name earlier, Jackson Smith and Jig, but JSI comes up with this amazing catch. Uh, Rapping Drew Locke uh, pull, <laughs> pulls off this wonderful win, and all these uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans go home go home a bit sad. But what a what a game on Monday night! It was a great right? game, right? Like that's that was a cool that was cool. I just kind of stumbled into that and kind of locked in on it. and It turned out to be great. I thought when I first entered it into engaging with that game, I was like, "Oh no way, this is good. I'm going to last." But it was a dandy. No, I thought the Eagles were going to come out and take care of business, and I was joking with you about it. And then I yeah. saw a stat they flashed up during the game. Pete Carroll's 7-0 versus, during during the game. So now he's 8-0 versus the Eagles, which is crazy. Yeah, got their it's number. crazy. He just has them on lock. And this is a, you know, Eagles. 72-year-old Pete Carroll still getting it done. More energy than anyone I know. Oh. Yeah. A month ago, the Eagles were the toast of the town, top of the league. Yep. And now they've 
I think three games or so on the trot they've lost yeah. um, some tough ones. So yeah. and then in Seattle, credit to them for staying in the mix too with their backup quarterback. So we're gonna talk more NFL as we get into the playoffs. Week sixteen coming up. NFL said fuck you NBA and they just stacked three games on yeah. the Monday. Yeah, which is an interesting thing. Yeah, the, the Monday night game being the you know kind of crown jewel there with the two best teams in the league currently. San Francisco 49ers will be against the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Man, NFL. I, I'm excited. Just thinking about it. I'm excited mm-hmm. thinking about Christmas mm-hmm. Day. This whole next week. Just a lot to view. Purely from a sports movie. Yeah. Is there anything else going on? Am I missing something? Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Thanks for being with us as always and um, indulging in the sports gloss with Justin Jamal. Haven't done so already. Find us on Instagram at the Sports Gloss. We'll drop some things in there. Um, you know, if you're so inclined to maybe uh, make back some of those dollars you spent on uh, Christmas gifts uh, at the mall this past couple weeks or two, you can you can uh, hit us up on uh, Betstamp with uh, signupexpert.com slash SG. That's right, for Sports Gloss. And, you know, place a few bets. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of great parlays coming down the pipe with uh, all of these uh, illustrious games happening next week. And as you mentioned, lots to uh, wager on over the, the oh. days the days of Christmas. If you want to, you know, find a reason to drown out the, the family and the accoutrement <laughs> and just dive into a game or two. It's a veritable buffet. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, man. JK, what do we always say to the people? Especially this time of the year, people survive in advance. (laughs) See you next time. Peace. Peace.